Welcome to Timebender Talks, the ultimate destination for professional photographers. This weekly podcast is hosted by Peggy McCartha, a certified professional photographer with over 30 years experience and the creator of the Headshot Strategist Certification Program. Peggy interviews a diverse range of experts in business, branding, marketing, networking, and photography. So whether you've been doing this for years or you're just starting out, we've got you covered. Oh, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on our latest episodes filled with tips, insights, and lots of fun. Gwendolyn is with us today. Now, if there is one thing I can say about my friend Gwendolyn is Gwendolyn and I both can talk and talk. We're both amazing photographers and she is one of the coolest people that I know. So grab a drink, grab some snacks and just like buckle up because this is going to be fun. <laughs> hey, Gwendolyn. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Good. I'm so excited that you came last minute to save me. The other photographer that was going to come didn't want to be here. So I was like, well, my friend Gwendolyn, she'll come. <laughs> no, they had something else come up. But anyway, I, I am so glad to talk to you about this topic. So this month's topic is heart-centered, um, being a heart-centered business and really thinking about what that is. Normally I ask my guests um, what they're passionate about and all that, but if people, we already did that. So if people want to know those kind of things about you, they need to go back and watch <laughs> our other podcasts together. But I want you to just take a second and introduce yourself. Tell us all the cool and amazing things you do, and then we'll get right into it. All of the things? Like well, the yeah, yeah, go for it. We, we got time. I already told him to get a drink and get snacks. Go for it. Okay, well, um, my name is Gwendolyn, and uh, I go by G. So I typically say I'm Gwendolyn G. R. Houston Jack. It is the longest name known to man, but I love every single syllable of it. I am a certified professional photographer, been doing it for 11 years, 11 years now. Feels like forever, but 11 years. But I'm also a career coach, and I um, host a few video podcast shows, like, Three, yeah, soon to be four. Really cool soon to be four. <laughs> we can't. We 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 do enjoy talking just a little bit, just a little. I mean, when when you're good at it, what can I say, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, right. Lean <laughs> into your talents. Talking just happens to be one of ours. It is one of ours. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. So um, in the description, I am going to put all of your podcasts. So make sure that you send me all the links to all your podcast because okay. you have like, and I've been a guest on one of them, by the way, um, but you have the most amazing guest and the most amazing topics. It's always a fun, it's always fun to, to be involved in Thank that. So you. I, I want to make you. sure that people know how to find that. Thanks. So what does being heart-centered mean to you? Being heart-centered for me, well, it starts with what's at your core and what are your core values. As, as I like to say, black sheep values, because, you know, black sheep wool doesn't get dyed. I mean, like, 
you can't like it is what it is through and through right so i look at my black sheep values and those are the values that help me stay exactly where i'm supposed to be at every single time of the day right you, you never swerve here or swerve there you know exactly where you are so some of those values for me is being inclusive giving people a safe space uh, being centered on well-being and inner peace and Somewhere in there, there's a place for servant leadership. And I'm a family photographer. Family is huge for me. But beyond serving families, my own included, I look at also serving the community. Because, you know, if you're a business owner and you're just doing business and not giving back to that community, not judging it, but I have to wonder sometimes, right? Because it's more than just money. A lot of us didn't create a business just to make money. It's more of a how do I fulfill my purpose and how do I act out my passions and what matters to me. So when I think about being heart-centered, at the heart, at Gwendolyn's core is family and community. Like those, those two are, they're, they're deep, deep in my veins. So um, people can probably figure out why you and I are friends. <laughs> <laughs> they probably, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I hear heart centered, uh, when I say, you know, I'm a heart centered business, I used to always think that that meant that I, um, really focused on community and helping make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And it honestly wasn't until recently that I realized that the definition of heart centered is actually your core. And I was like, well, I guess that still stands because at my core, yes. that's really what I stand for. Mm -hmm. That's why I think I didn't really realize that that the definition was about me. I always thought being heart-centered was about other people, but that kind of tracks, if you you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. And and we often, we often, depending on, and part of me believes that it could be um a mindset of when we grew up right so yeah. like we're we're not too far apart right right so we we came from a place of always serving other people right you if you have the nine to five you work that nine to five until you're near retirement and then they get like this cheesy gold watch and say happy trails right everything is serving other people and we really didn't focus on ourselves. so as you get older and you decide to truly figure out who you are and what you stand for, as you say, and what your values are. Sometimes they line up and other times you're like, something needs to give. Like I come from a place of don't brag, don't boast. You know, you should not really talk about yourself, be more modest. And we are no longer there. And yes, I do speak in the third person. Just go ahead and put it out there, okay? Um, we're no longer there, but it is more of a, I got to take care of Gwendolyn first, right? Because empty cups, you can't really pour to anybody else. There's nothing in here. So I take care of myself first, but I also still have a place where I want to serve my family and I want to serve my community and I want to serve others with the gifts that I have because that is still at the end of the day right here. Mm, absolutely. And I think for me, um, finding that line mm -hmm. was difficult. Um, like it took me many years because 
um, being heart centered. And even though those are your values, it doesn't mean that you have to give everything all the time. It doesn't mean that you have to say yes to every single thing. And I think that's where I used to struggle um, is where it's like, oh, no. And that's a whole sentence. No. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, we had you and I had some similar upbringing and, you know, your your family was much nicer than mine, but we're still at the core. We have that servitude. We have that. Hey, you have to, you know, to give to, you know, that that's what defines a good person is mm -hmm. how we serve. And when you really go into your heart and figure out what your values mm -hmm. are, being able to give doesn't have to define you. Being able to give is a part of me, a part of me that I thoroughly enjoy. I love being a part of my community. I love standing up and making us change in this world. Mm -hmm. If anybody's with me for any, for a moment, they know that I am not that person that sits quiet and lets people talk trash or do things that are ugly. Like we have zero hey. tolerance for that. Completely zero tolerance. If you, you think that because I'm standing in a place of authority or in a professional place that I won't like stop and like, you know, nip that in the bud, yeah. you are wrong. And I have proven that over and over. <laughs> and I don't care. And to me, that's what that's what heart centered is. It's me being able to not worry about what you think of me mm -hmm. and me being able to be true to my values. Mm -hmm. And if something that you do um, goes against my values that I give myself permission to not be a part of it. Like, yeah. nope, nope. I'm sorry. There was a misunderstanding. I didn't realize <laughs> I, this is, I don't do that. I don't associate with this. I, and I think that that we get so caught up in pleasing people and we need the business and we want to be, you know, that we forget that we're selling ourselves short. And if at the bot end of the day, we're not fulfilled and we're not happy, then why are we doing this? You do this for a paycheck because there is so many easier ways to get a paycheck. <laughs> there is, <laughs> but that's a great point. When you talk about business, I remember years ago talking with people and they would have these personas that I'm the person when I'm here with the business and then I'm this person when I'm not. And um, there is, uh, I say a mentor, definitely inspired me, Kip Tyndall. He talked about, you know, you don't have two personas. You are who you are at all times, right? So there isn't a, I'm going to cheat you out of your money and, and do all the horrible things as a business person. And then when I go home, I'm like, Susie homemaker. And we're all about families. Like, no, you, you cannot like mm -mm. you are who you are. So the idea of having to switch and change. And as you say, not say something when something is clearly according to your values, not going the right way. is like, yeah, cause I'm like, you, I'm going to say something trust. And I, <laughs> we are going to say something. There's not that place where, well, you know, it's really not my business. I'm not going to comment and I'm not going to, you know, that whole thing of doing what's right, whether someone's watching or not, that's real. Mm -hmm. Someone is yeah. always watching, 
right? And we are our personal brand. Like people discuss, well, I don't have a brand. You are your brand. When you go to any place, store, a restaurant or whatever, the way you act is how you are. Not the, oh, well, I was just hangry and I haven't done this. and I'm normally not like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have found <laughs> that if we, if we had tape recorders that recorded us, and caught all of those I'm not like that moments, uh, tapes don't lie. You are who you are, right? Like even when we get really upset, you have a choice to either say some awful things to somebody or just stay on mute. What do you choose to do? You're like, you know what? I can't unring the bell. When I let those words go, they are out there. I'm just going to not say anything. I'm going to give myself some time and pause and really think about it because maybe it's really not as big as I thought it is. You know, like, let me just, let me just stay quiet for a second because that's the right thing to do in this moment versus letting things escalate and all the other stuff. But yes, heart absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. My husband is the, um, the um, poster child of that. He is so good with controlling his words. Like he's my hero. Um, <laughs> I I have to say that if, if I have like, probably the thing that people don't know about me is, is my temper. Like, like I'll like, like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm quick. And he's very, very slow. And he was like, did you, did you mean to say that? you should really watch your words because that was hurtful. And I'm like, that's not how people fight. Like, that's not, you're not doing it right. Um, but <laughs> we get better with age. Well, I, I, I would like to say we get better with age. There is, um, you know, uh, the job I had, the job I had, we had, uh, as we call it, foundation principles. And one of them was about communication, right? That is compassionate, that is consistent, that is caring. And so when you think about that on a consistent basis, because we heard it every single time, you, you, you find yourself pausing before you speak to say, okay, is this one, the right time to say it? Is it gracious? Is it compassionate? Is it caring? You know, like you, you find yourself. And so my work and my life, they, they just, it morphed over into, you know what, maybe I really... Let me just come on the back burner for a hot second. I'm just going to stop for a second. Yeah. And really think about what I'm about to say before I, but it's, it's practice. I mean, 25 years of practice. So when the husband bought me a hot dog, although we have always had a chili hot dog, <laughs> chili cheese, and he came home with a regular meat and bun hot dog. And I was hot. I was like, I said, okay, Have you just met me? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, do you not? So I thought, do I get upset about this hot dog? Or do I just really think about how important is it? Now, I'm not going to lie. There was there was three days of silent treatment, which he didn't even recognize. But it was better than blowing up over a hot dog that had nothing on it. Not a condiment, not a not, nothing. Yeah. My response to things like that is like, have you met me before? Like yeah. what in the world? Like we've been together how many years and you're right. going to come home with, never mind. Thank you. I meant, thank you. Let me just yes. eat this dry hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it great. takes practice. It takes practice to really be thoughtful about your words. 
<laughs> but, that but that's is- also part of your part of your values too, right? Because if you really are about people, right? You're about people. And for me, it's giving them that safe space that I have to be really thoughtful about what I'm saying, right? And not judging people. So when people say, hey, I just want to talk, it's like, great, you, I'll be your ear. I'll just let you talk. I'm not going to re- respond or reply unless you ask for it. But you have to, it takes, it takes patience and time and commitment to it. I want to be better, better communicator. But I have a temper, trust. If you're ever in the car with me, Peggy, we ever go on a road trip, there's commentary the entire time. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. And I am, that is one of the places where I am the most peaceful, the most calm. What? Like, I'm like, okay, they didn't see me. They, I'm not in a hurry. Get in. I, it's not worth a car accident. Get, and my husband is like, why? I'm like, it cost me two seconds. Just let him in. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Fine. Hit me on the I, right. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. But driving is like, I I don't have the, the road rage. <laughs> now, when I was younger, that's a whole, a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was the one that I would break check you if you even thought of getting close to me. I was like, really? oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I was terrible when I was younger. I think it was, I think what changed me was when my, my first, child was born. Mm. Now I, I was raising my nephew. Um, okay. so I already had a kid, but when that baby was born, like it was different. Like, mm. like I love all my kids the same, but you know what I mean? Like that was like a whole different, and I had this like infant in the back and I, I broke, I, you know, I tapped my brakes cause somebody, and all of a sudden I thought, what if they rear end us? What if, yeah. oh, like, yeah. no, <laughs> I think that was the moment. And that was like, almost 32 years ago. So I guess <laughs> I've had 32 um, years to calm down. And now I just sit so there, good. even if I'm a passenger, except for my husband, like I do the backseat driving for him. I'm like, did you see that? What are you doing? Are you tailgating? <laughs> like, where are you going? I am a side scene driver at times. I'm not going to lie about that. I would much rather just like, just let me drive. Cause I'm going to, I want to get there. Um, but no, like I've never, uh, there were, when I was younger, a few moments of a little a little road rage. I'm not going to deny that. That was there. But we're at a place of color commentary. But oh, yeah. the moment you had was like the baby. My moment was my car is now paid off. Okay. Right. So I don't need you tapping it. T- like, not, like if I could get bubble wrap to put around it, I would. So for me, it's like, this is paid for. I like this life. Go ahead. I don't need to get there that fast anyway. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> so I, I have Don't that mindset. Touch me. Get there safely. <laughs> Do not touch me. <laughs> Do not. Yes. People are like, oh, like, no, you can have it. Go. You, we're we're good. We're good. Cause I don't need the because you're not gonna get your value back. I like but, nice things and I, I don't like the inconvenience of being no, in a wreck. It's like not no. that it's not fun. It's not, not fun. that and you know, I now that I have my own grandkids. You know, and I've, I have my, my nephew and my great niece and my great nephews. We've got, we've got the kids. We don't, there is this, uh, this extra layer of safety, but, um, you know, as I, as I get older, as I drive, it really is a matter of, I just want to get there and get back safely. That's, that's yeah. not all I really want to do. It's just, can, can we just get there and can we not hit somebody? Can we, but there are moments where I just get a little agitated, but when I, when I think about the other person, 
right? When you try to understand why someone is driving the way they're driving, my mother still drives, right? She has stopped at one point and then after Pops passed away, she went back to driving. She does like 35 miles an hour. I kid you not, 35. And it is the most frustrating 35 I've ever experienced. She only goes like a mile radius and everything is faster than her because it is. The speed limit is 45 and you're doing 35, right? So I recognize now that there are people who are not my mother's age, but they just have anxiety with driving. And so I find myself saying, okay, Gwendolyn, calm down. I don't blow the horn. Um, But there are moments where I'm like, I need you to get on the highway like right now or else I'm going to run you over because the traffic is moving and you can't get on the highway at 40 miles an hour when the speed limit is 75. That's that's going to cause an accident. It's going to cause an accident. It's going <laughs> to cause an accident. I always say it's the slow ones that cause the accident. If we can really all cool. just get and go, we're good. It's those slow ones that like throw that wrench in the whole system. It is. It, there's a little fine line between going too fast because you can't stop fast enough and then going too slow. Or the slow. slow drivers. Again. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Stop. But yeah, but no, yeah. I under, <laughs> I, I, I am fully aware of the driver that I am colored commentary the whole entire time. It's a good time yeah. though. A good time. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> so why do you think it's so important for professional photographers and really everyone, um, to really, um, have a heart centered business and really be true to their values and, and let that, let that really be the center of their business. It's important to to have a heart-centered business because if you don't, in my opinion, you lose your reason why you're getting out of the bed in the morning. Again, there's so many ways to make money. I mean, you can make it illegally. Um, I'm not promoting that, just saying. But we know that there are other ways to make money, right? But when people just focus on the one thing and if they're not true to themselves, then it becomes stagnant, right? It becomes routine. There's no real passion involved. And so you find yourself either getting burnt out, being bored, or the business just isn't doing what it could do because you're not really there for your purpose. You're just going through the motions. And I see it often on on the social platform. People are like, yeah, I mean, I made a hundred thousand dollars, but I just I'm just not happy. Okay, so let's go ahead and say it. Yes, we know that money cannot buy happiness. It can buy bacon, it can buy whiskey, it can buy champagne, so it's close. But money does not bring you happiness. And if you're just going for the dollars, that gets old. It all gets old. Now, we have bills to pay, we made like nice things, but that can't be the reason why you get out of the bed in the morning. It can, I mean, you know, we are all grown, we're, we're all adults. However, I have found in my experience, life is just a lot happier when you get to work with the people that you're designed to work with, that you vibe out with, that you laugh with. I mean, I'm a photographer and not every person is my person. I'm high energy, like really high energy. Um, I have the vocabulary of a New York sailor at times. So <laughs> every time was a good time for a cocktail. Just you know, you know what I'm saying. So I'm not for everybody, but when I meet my people, 
and we go on our portrait session and we are just having the best time. It's beautiful, right? It's like, I don't even feel like I'm working with people I don't know. Like I just met these people, but we it's as if our, our, our spirits are connected. And then when I deliver the final product, the smiles on their faces, sometimes the tears, the reliving of the moment, it's like, this is why I do what I do. And I just happen to get paid for it. That's why I get out of bed in the morning, right? Like it's that, it's not just the money. So when we try to be somebody else, walk in someone else's shoes, follow some trend, and we're wondering why it just feels awful, it's like wearing a size nine and you're a size 10. It doesn't fit because it's not the right size. It's not you. You need to do what's what you were born to do. And we all have our own superpower. I say live your superpower. Like, like do what you're supposed to do. It feels good to be an individual. Actually, it feels awesome, but that's a whole other conversation. Absolutely. And, and what I can't stress enough is when you're not living your passion, when you're not being true to yourself, you are blocking creativity. Like you cannot be the best photographer that you, you know, you're, you're blocking your potential because <laughs> You're frustrated. You're not happy. The passion is going, going, going. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I made all this money, but I'm not happy. I thought I wanted to do this. Well, you did. You did want to do this. And you could have been happy with the money if you would have lived your truth, attracted mm -hmm. the right clients to you mm -hmm. and lived in that energy and creativity and actually blossomed mm -hmm. instead of just like trying to get the money. Like, I, my husband, <laughs> I'm talking about Merrick all day today for some reason. <laughs> um, I told him like, when we first got together, I was like, you need to understand something about me. Like I work a lot, but I don't work for money. Like I work and I do my thing and I yeah. get money, but I don't base my decision on what I do and what I don't mm -hmm. do on the money. Like mm -hmm. if I want to do something, I'm going to do that thing. And then I'm going to like, that ain't my business, how the universe is taking care of me. And I think that's a really, I, I think that's probably a really tough concept for a lot of people oh. to do, but I've never had a nine to five job. I've never had a steady salary that I can count on. I've never had an hourly wage. Mm -hmm. I've always lived like this. So I have learned after, you know, many years that stressing about getting enough money, enough jobs to pay the bills mm -hmm. doesn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when I'm out there really living in my passion, then the money seems to come much easier because when you are like, I need the money, I need to pay my bills, I need to pay, yep. which is a real thing. You do need to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you mm -hmm. don't. But when you're down there saying, yeah, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this. And you're, you're like desperate and you're like taking any job then then you lose the passion and your fire goes out and then you miss out on like the really good jobs the mm -hmm. big jobs mm -hmm. the the fabulous jobs that would have excited you and you would have been out there like shining and being amazing and the three other people would have seen you and been like wow what is going on i got to you have a yeah. card you have a number i got to hire you got to come to my event and that's you know that that energy of being in there versus the energy of, oh, well, they're paying me. So I guess I'm here. I guess I'm yes. doing this. And yes. nobody wants to work with you. 
Mm-mm. You're not getting that next client. Mm-mm. You're not getting that next cool job. So when I say that I don't work for money, I mean that I'm not out there like desperate taking any job for money. Mm-hmm. And, and I've turned jobs away. And early on, um, there was not an understanding in my family why I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that thought I believe impacts a lot of solopreneurs, small business owners, because for like our loved ones, the idea is to get paid, right? So who cares that this person wants to come in and they're not your ideal client and they're going to be a headache, but you're making money. It's like, that's not, that's not the way to go. It's just because yeah. it becomes a headache. It is exhausting. And they're the ones that are going to write you a bad review. They are the ones that are not going to be helpful to you. No, they're not going to be They're They're not going to be helpful. It drags on forever. It drags on. I want to, I want to go back to something that you said, which is I don't work for the money, which we don't, right? Because we're, we're doing what we love, what fulfills our heart, but we just happen to get paid for it. Mm -hmm. And I know that, Society has this idea that is always about the money. It's always, well, everyone does not think about numbers. I I can't even count right now how many emails I have received about growing my YouTube channel. We can get you a thousand viewers, but did it ever occur to you why I created my YouTube channel? Did you ever consider that? Before you decide to be, you know, send me this random email about selling me a service that doesn't even speak to why I have what I have. It's not always about the number. Some of us just do it because we were living in New York City. Our parents were concerned about our safety. And so we just did a video blog every week to say, hey, I'm here. I'm safe. That, that's all it was, right? Like that's all it's ever been. So the whole idea of you could have so much more. But I'm not the person that you should be talking to because it ain't about the numbers. Like, it's just, it's not. But we get caught up in being like everybody else. And it takes a lot of, what's the right word? Strength to separate yourself from the pack. Groupthink mm-hmm. is huge in our society. You know, God forbid if you're the one person who likes the Hawaiian pizza, you know, the <laughs> ham and the pineapple. And everyone's doing like everything else. Like, oh my God, did you just order that? Right? It's so hard. It can be really hard to start and say, I don't want to be like everybody else. I actually want to do my own thing. I actually want to wear um, pink every single day and dye my hair and have have piercings and all the things, right? People, People like what is status quo. It's easy to accept. You look at the gap. You know, we all look alike. We're like lemmings, just fall off the cliff. So when you decide to step away from that and you're by yourself, and if you have not ever really been by yourself, you you get kind of nervous, like, oh my God, I don't understand. And why is you haven't found your people? Because there are there are other folks out there who don't mind being by themselves and standing alone and standing in their truth and doing what is right for them and what feels good for them and fulfilling their passion and their purpose, those folks are out there. 
but it can be hard as a business owner to not go into, let's say, a networking event. And the very first thing they ask is, so what do you do? It's like, I don't really care what you do. I don't. I, I don't even ask the questions. Like, I don't care because it ain't paying my bills. And yes, I said, hey, it ain't paying my bills. It doesn't help me sleep at night. I don't care what you do, but I do want to know who you are. What are you about? What are some of your passions? What passion project are you working on? Where do you volunteer? Because that speaks to who you are as well, right? I don't care about your job. I don't care about your job. I know that sounds awful, but no, I don't, I don't care. I don't ask. It's like, I don't, I don't want to hear about your, your eight second pitch on you trying to sell me your service. I want to know who you are. Can we talk about you for a second? Talk about your kids, your dog, your, <laughs> your, your garden. I mean, I had rabbits, so I, I you know, I was going to say rabbits cause I had rabbits. I didn't have a dog, but that's a whole nother kitten caboodle. Lord bless. <laughs> But, but it's true. And a lot of times we think about networking as um, when, when we are out networking, we're thinking that that's uh, a place to go get clients. And that's not what networking should be about. Networking should be about building relationships, finding out what what are you passionate about? How can I help? You and I are both passionate about serving the unhoused people. Like that is something that we share. And one day we'll probably do something together in that, even though you're in Texas and I'm in California. Like yeah. there's, I'm sure that, that there will be an opportunity for us mm -hmm. to, to do something together at some point. But, but when you find out what people are about, that's more important than what they do because yes. it, you know, if you know about me and you're like, oh, cool. Like I want to get involved in that. Um, what do you, what are you doing to do that? Well, I volunteer and I take pictures or I do this. Oh, really? That's cool. And then, you know, you build a relationship mm -hmm. and that's what networking should be because <clears throat> I've said this before. I, I was uh, at a place, I met this lady and I was like, oh my God, we kind of vibed. I think we're going to be like, I, I want to talk to her more. And uh, she's like, oh, do you want to jump on Zoom? And I was like, sure, sure. And we jumped on and I was excited. I was excited to find out about her family, about mm -hmm. what she does. And she immediately started pitching me <laughs> the skincare product. Oh. She, and I was like, I literally sat there for 15 minutes and I was like, I wanted a friend, not skincare. Now, had we talked, had we become friends, maybe I would have wanted some skincare in a few yeah. weeks. But now I will never buy the skincare <laughs> product ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what we do sometimes. It's like, hi, how are you? I'm a photographer. Can I do your baby's portraits? It's right. like, okay, okay, okay. Slow okay. down, partner. Slow down. Is is it's as if we don't know how to build relationships, truly connect, genuinely connect, and then communicate. I'm like this. If you want to sell me something, just go ahead and tell me. I'm that. I'm that consumer because you know I'm, I'm a cool. salesperson. Yeah, I'm a salesperson. It's like you have literally all of five seconds. If you want to sell it, you need to go ahead and sell it. I'm gonna tell you yes or no. End of story. But you don't have to go through the pomp and circumstance of don't pretend connected. like you want. Don't right. pretend like you think I'm a cool human when you just right. want to sell me. Just that, say yes, though, I want to sell you something. It's like yeah, I'm not interested, but thank you for offering I me. Mean, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, I think that's and you know when my youngest 
who's going to be 19 in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> when, when they were born, when they were a baby, I joined a mommy and me group. Um, because, uh, I mean, I was, I did babies and maternity, like that's, that was my clientele. And so it was a good in for me, but I didn't walk in and say, Hey, does anybody want to get pictures of their babies? I walked in and we played and we did all the dumb things that you do in mommy and me groups. And like, I, I, that was never really my, my thing, <laughs> but certain people in my life felt I needed socialization a bit. So I yeah. did the thing and I ended up meeting some people that I really enjoyed. And, you know, we, you know, took our kids to the zoo and we did things. And, um, and in that, then in conversation, Oh, what do you do? I'm a photographer. What really? Why didn't you tell me? Oh my gosh. Let's <laughs> instead of me like walking in going, okay, I'm a photographer. Who's going to hire me. Right. It's, it's just when you're, when you, and that's part of being heart centered. Like we did yeah. not leave the topic. That is part of being heart centered, you know, mm -hmm. actually caring about people should be mm -hmm. part of it and building those relationships. So yeah. genuine connections. I remember uh, recently and it caught me off guard. So I was looking for a place to volunteer again. So when I was in New York City, we did a lot of things for New York City, as in cleaning subways, um, clearing out parks, uh, taking a block and cleaning it, like collecting coats, doing all the food drives, coat drives, all the things, right? Because New York City is a big place and it's dirty, right? Including the subway is a job. It's a job, but you have to care for like the spaces that you use on a consistent basis. Right. So when I moved to Texas, I thought, okay, so I'm traveling now, I'm, I'm retired, I'm off the road, where do I wanna go and volunteer? But use my skills, use what I do to volunteer. And so I decided to do volunteer photography. And someone asked, are you doing it to get connections? And it caught me off guard like, it's volunteering, why would we? Because the whole idea was, well, you know, you're a photographer, you meet all these people, you can get with the so-and-so, and I thought, never crossed my mind. You volunteer because you're here to serve. It's not about who am, am I going to meet or what's the possibility. It has always been, there is a need. I have a skill. I'm going to donate my skill to fulfill their need. End of story. Never considered it. So then I started thinking like, do other people do that? Like, do they purposely join an organization just to see if they could get a sale? And when did we become so focused on making the sale and forgetting why we're doing what we're doing? I thought, did I miss the boat? Maybe I missed the boat somewhere. I just, I mean, is, is it me? I can't, it can't be, that can't be the case. But I, I think that if you go and you, you, donate or you uh, participate in the community, you do things because you care about humanity. Mm -hmm. um, you're out there doing that. Then I think a lot of times a symptom of that is people do see that that connect mm -hmm. with you because they're also there doing, serving the same cause that mm -hmm. you serve. And they're like, Oh, wow. I need a photographer. Anyway, I would much rather give my money to a photographer that also cares about the things that I care about, you know, um, and you build those relationships. But I think if you go into it for that, I think people can see that. 
I think that's a whole other thing and yeah. people can spot it. Yeah. Cause it's not genuine. Like, like you are not there for those, for those real reasons of why we talk about uh, serving others. Right. It's just, it, it literally took me back like 18 paces. I was like, wait a minute. Did I just get slapped? Like, hold, wait a minute. I, I, I literally clutched my pearls. Like talking to me about that. Are you serious? Cause I had never considered that people go into those kinds of situations with this other motive in mind that is all about the money, is all about who I can meet, is all about me versus how can I be about someone else in this time of, of, of need? How can I help those who need help? Yep. It, I was like, I no, that's whenever I volunteer wherever, and I have volunteered in many a place, it's never been about, so here's what I got to say. It's like, no. I mean, I'm cleaning the subway in New York City. You really think I'm thinking about who I'm trying to meet? You know what I mean? I mean, we were in a park in Brooklyn and I was all good until the snakes came out. I was like, and I am done. I will go <laughs> pick up the trash. Snakes and rats, I'm out. Oh, no, my God. thank oh. you. Oh. No, no, like, no. No, it's never been about how can it help me either grow my business, grow my brand. You know, it's just that there is clearly, maybe I didn't miss the boat because it's, it's not where I thrive, but there's clearly a shift or was a shift or we're in the shift where people are doing things for these other motives versus doing things for the genuine reason. And when you're genuine, that energy, it, it attracts people and people want to come around you. And when you uh, put good things out in the universe, the universe will give those good things back to you. And I say it, you know, when I talk about networking, I say you should be involved in it. And that is a way to network um, because you're building relationships, not because you're going to make a sale or, you know, but you're out there, you're, you're doing something you love, you're being present. And when you're doing something you really care about, there's a different energy about you. Yeah. Like you see a teenager that's told, Hey, we're cleaning this today, you know, and they're, a, you know, versus, Hey, I get to do this. Like, right. Oh my gosh. And there's a different energy about that, that attracts people. So when you're mm -hmm. doing something that you're passionate about, it may be a job you don't like, like it is not always fun to clean the subway, but <laughs> you know, it's a job that you're passionate about because you live in New York City and you use that subway. And if you're not cleaning it, who's cleaning it? Yeah. Yeah. It and was so uh... it's like I'm here because I want to be here and I'm 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 doing something that's important. And you you bring that energy to to the whole situation. And I think that is a hundred percent key. Yeah. It it most it most definitely is. It, it and it, it goes back to, as you said, being heart-centered. This is this is this is my business, is what we're about. You know, we are about helping other people. And I'm not separated from my business, right? So when I think about serving other people, my community is part of that. And it may not be like my immediate community, because you know, we're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, so it's it's kind of big. It's not as big as some other cities, but it is big. Um, but they're all in the same boat as far as, I'm, as far as I am concerned. So it's it still speaks to what I do from the heart. So, yeah. All right. So I want you to wrap this up for me today with giving us one tip, one tip, even though we've Ooh. like thrown down a bazillion, one tip, how to run a heart-centered photography business. Oh, 
Ooh. Okay. My tip on how to run a heart-centered business. Start with identifying your core values. If you write those down, you identify them, and you use them as your North Star, it's going to guide you to all the right places. There you go. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Uh... If you have a mission statement, mm-hmm. I think you should type it out and put it out. You know, my mission is to encourage, inspire, and educate. And everything I do, when I start something, I'm like, wait, does that does that meet those mm-hmm. criteria? Does this encourage someone? Will it inspire someone or will it educate them? And if the answer is no to all three of them, then I'm like, okay, this looks cool and shiny and I like cool, shiny things. <laughs> But this isn't taking me in the right direction. So I'm going to wait on that cool, shiny thing. And I'm going to keep going here. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the best tip ever. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, G. You're welcome. Yay. (laughs) Um, And in the description is going to be G's podcast. Uh, How about a calendar link? Can people get on and chat with you? Um, yes, uh, yes, they can. So if if I can do like a little plug real quick, absolutely. Um, so so there are there are the three, and then there's a TV show. So the one that I absolutely love is Small Biz Bites. I love all of them, but Small Biz Bites because it focuses on um, entrepreneurs and sharing their journey, which some other person can definitely learn from. So the Small Biz Vice is like one of my, it's where I started, love it dearly. And then there's Huge Act DMS Live Learning that helps those entrepreneurs get the skills they need because in my opinion, entrepreneurship is a career choice and you do have to think about the things you know and the things you don't know, but how can I do it better? And not, uh, what's the word, waste your time and money? Yeah, that's the right word. That's the right word. And then, of course, uh, we like to um, grab a cocktail and chat. So that is Girl Listen, which people people love. It's a, it's a soapbox moment. It is. And people love soapbox moments. So there is that one. And then launching very soon is Ladies Listen Up for the women who are going through the change in their journey and deciding to choose themselves. That is going to come out this fall. That is so exciting. And yes, um, they are. Um, I I listened to Girl Listen Up while I was painting the floor in my studio. And she, unlike me, does these live. So if you're on YouTube, you can like yeah. comment. And like I had paint and gloves on. And I'm like, how can I like make a comment? Because I was like going nuts. It was so fun. So fun. It always yeah, is fun. <laughs> Yeah. Always is fun. Um, and do you, is there a specific day, or they can just go to YouTube and subscribe, yeah. and then they can yeah. find it. They can yeah. find it. <laughs> well, thank you again. This has been so much fun. I will see you soon, and I will see all of you in a week. We'll see you soon. Bye.